Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. We've got a lot to cover, surprisingly. A lot of Yoshi P interviews all over the place, as is the norm for following FanFest. But they kind of like took a week off and then all of a sudden splashed some more interviews out there. So we're going to go through all that. We've got a lot to cover on the actual just Square Enix side of things, whether that be uh, Final Fantasy VII Interguard that came out today uh, and what your thoughts might be on that. Some Dragon Quest XII info and then maybe some not-so-good news for some well-known figures. We'll run it all down, joining me to go over all of it. Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth, how are you, sir? Greetings, programs. I am doing fantabulous. Although this uh, closed beta wants me to take a survey, and I'm not um, too hype on it, So, but we'll talk about that later. Also on the line, Mr. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, you digital pixelated one? Sorry, I don't know why I keep saying that. It's all good. Uh, but uh, you left out the most important news. I got 150 mounts. You okay, did. You did. I the, saw the tweet. I saw the screenshot verification. Yeah, you got to verify. Dude. Yeah. You have to verify. It has been verify. validated. Beckett's is currently yeah. grading it right now. Uh, <laughs> but you did You did do it. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. I still, I still have more to get. It's not done yet. You're a so. maniac. You're a maniac. Yeah. Absolute maniac. Well, gentlemen, uh, I think we just get down to it. We've got chat hanging out here. If you're watching on YouTube on readycheckradio.com or listening on Spotify, I would encourage, if you have a moment, please head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O, in the upper right. Click on those socials. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe. Turn on those notifications. Tell your friends. If you like what we do, that's how we keep doing more of it. That's the best way you can support us. Not asking for your dollars, just asking for your click. So go ahead and give a little subscribe action there. And if you can, make it to a live show Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Chat is ready to chime in with their opinions as we go here. So let's just get started with some Final Fantasy XIV news. This is kind of like the Yoshi P interview roundup, right? I mean, we could cover, like, the last thing first, actually, because that's the only real, like, piece of news as far as Final Fantasy XIV itself goes. But, Kronos, we did get today an announcement on the 14-hour broadcast. Uh, when is that coming? What can we expect? Uh, so they scheduled it for July 9th. Uh, I think it's been delayed a few times now at yeah, this point. Just but a it's few. actually coming on July 9th. Um, I don't think you can really. I don't think you're gonna expect too much in Walker news, honestly. Like I, I doubt you're gonna get anything much of what we like, other than what we already know. Uh, so you'll probably they'll probably show a bunch of that stuff again, and then it'll probably just be them just like doing stuff with the community. Probably like maybe doing some like, maybe it's some raids or something. Yoshi P might show yeah. up on a server, uh, and then you know they'll probably talk about some other things. Uh, unrelated to N. Walker, he might. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some cooking stuff. That seems to be like a thing that they like doing now. <laughs> right. So. Make some bread. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate because I think they had different plans for this event uh, because it was supposed to happen prior to Fan Fest, prior to some other announcements. So they could have used it as, and they generally use it as 
an informal live letter and then a lot of community stuff just hang and that's you know great but now with fan fest already of having happened and and all those things have have already been spilled and spoiled and everything yeah i think i think you're right i think it's probably just going to be more community focused hanging out little contests and events here and there we'll definitely keep our eye on it we got a month to prep but I think I'm kind of with you. I don't really expect any info. It's not like I just expect a little bit. I don't expect any new information on this. Besides maybe Tark like showing off different art assets or screenshots that they haven't yet. I wouldn't expect anything more than that, really. Probably not. Uh, what I'm interested in is to see what the challenge is this time. What, what are we going to yeah. do in this 14 hours? Uh Southern Bosnian Front and Zadnor, you get to 125 in 14 hours and see if you can not get into a cast room. You know, that seems to be a big issue right now. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. So, yeah, that's like the only like news news. The rest of this is all Yoshi P interviews. So, you got a month to prep for the 14 hour stream. So, first up, let's go to uh, Cultura Geek. Uh, Cultura Geek. Cultura geek not cultura cultura geek uh and this one has to be translated so we're but luckily not only does google do that uh, pretty well but there's also an official translation on the interview itself so we, we don't have to worry about like getting the idea of something wrong because we used google translate credit to uh federico fred Frederico lo guidusi guidisi i apologize if i butchered that uh, but let's get to it. So uh, all of these were like kind of small too. It feels like he broke these up purposely over a bunch of platforms and only answered specific questions so that everybody had something a little bit different from everybody else, which as somebody that runs a website like MMObomb.com, uh, I can appreciate that. I like that. <laughs> like everybody's headline gets a little bit different. This one, Tarkov, the primary takeaway uh, from this particular interview, excuse me, was that like, hey, you know, um, we do listen to player feedback. We do. Trust us. But we also have to balance that with longer term development plans. Uh, and Yoshi P actually kind of gives a, a little example to kind of bring that home on. We do hear what you say. We do want to make certain changes. But you might be looking at it very short term as a player where we have to look at it a little long term as developers and we got to balance those two images absolutely let me, let me quote um from the article here because i found this very interesting um because we plan the overall content direction pacing and distribution of 14 a few years in advance it's important for us to listen to everyone's voice uh, and i think that's really key is um they got this plan and they're they're setting goals here and we're not seeing the things down the road. So the viewpoints of the players and the development slash operations team are fundamentally different, but they do listen to us and try to incorporate it. That's why we got scythes because people were clamoring for it and it's like, okay, let's, let's do a job that it has a scythe for it. So it's nice that they, we, we know they listen to us. Um, that's also why we got mail Vieira. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, so I think Bunny Boys us. is the bigger example yeah. there than yeah. Scythe. <laughs> um, and it's not just like some games we feel that maybe are more analytic-driven. Um, 
So I, I'm happy to be part of this community in this game um, because I know that the voices of the community are taken into account. Maybe not implemented everything, but we're listened to. Yeah, Kronos, I, I had mentioned that they specifically he uses the tombstone example. He says, people yeah. tend to provide feedback on short-term items that focus on the present, whereas we inevitably think about things on a much more longer-term basis. I'm afraid this might be an extreme example, but let's talk about elegant tombstones. I'm sure you're aware there's a weekly cap. You can collect a maximum of 450 tombstones each week. Our players have different lifestyles and schedules, so on some days, somebody might be able to play enough to obtain 900, hypothetically, and some days, days they might not be able to get any. So I can understand why players would ask for weekly limits to be less strict, providing more leeway for players to collect these tombstones within their what their schedule allows. However, if we go that route, there will be people who can fully upgrade their gear right away and those who can only do so after a few weeks. As a result, then there then becomes a greater disparity in the gear between these players, creating then a severe disparity in item level between players doing the same content. When that happens, the gap between those who have the time and those who do not becomes greater and ultimately damages the community. So we can understand the one side of the debate if you look at it from the perspective of long-term operation of the game and avoiding disparity between players in the community, the weekly cap is a good system to have in place. This is one instance where it's difficult to accommodate a player request with no future consideration. Yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily have an issue with the way they do tone sets. I know some people do. But like like you said, like someone like me who plays a crap ton, I'm just going to get all the gear in like two days, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's probably not necessarily what they want. So there has to be some kind of solution to the problem. And then kind of to touch on like what Tark said, like I, I work in tech. I, I think you do, you do too, Mike. Yep. Like it, ta it takes time to like implement these things. Like so if like they, they are taking feedback, I mean, we've seen it with things like Bosja coming from Eureka. I mean, they obviously took a lot of feedback there. Um, and then you just have to see, you have to wait kind of a little bit before you can see their impl implementation of the feedback. Um, like everything just takes time. <laughs> like can't get some kind of instant gratification from a lot of these things. So, I mean, it's cool to see that they're thinking about the tombstones. I'm not really sure how they're going to fix it though. Or yeah. I, I shouldn't say fix it because I don't really know if it's like too terribly important of a problem. I think more of the problem is um, just how stale like the gear system is, not necessarily the tombstones, like how you acquire the gear. It's more like the gear you're getting it's kind of always the same. We're just looking at the same stats. Yeah, it, and, know, and, and, and it, it is very old school in that, like, almost World of Warcraft Burning Crusade era type gathering of the tier set type deal uh, in that. I, you know, I think the, I think there might be <clears throat> room for tweaking here as far as the way they're obtained. Um I don't necessarily have a problem with the caps. Yeah, fine. There are some weeks that I crush that on one day when it's, you know, when it's brand new and I, I actually need to do it for the gear. And then the next week I, I might, you know, just barely make it or slightly miss it just because my work schedule and doing these shows and all that stuff. You know, I, I don't play it as often as I, uh, as, as I might like to. But uh, it does kind of feel bad where you're like, you've got these three sources for them. And that's it, right? You know, you do your uh, roulettes, you do your wandering tale, uh, wondrous tales, you know, and and that's you know, and then these little side pockets of a couple here and a couple there. 
um, that can get stale. Yeah, I see what you're talking about where the process is get the stones, get the gear, get the stones, get the mm -hmm. gear. I don't think that part becomes as monotonous if the first part of how you get the stones isn't already monotonous. Maybe that's just me, though. No, I think that's a fair point. I think right now, uh, once they introduce stuff like Eureka and Bosja and the fact that you can cap in there makes uh -huh. it a little bit less yeah. monotonous. Yep. Um, but like that doesn't exist until later into the patch cycle, right? Like those aren't things that are yeah. going to drop with the when the expansion drops, right? Um, so yeah, like you, you're not wrong. Like what you're saying is basically, yeah. I mean, when the expansion drops, the way we're going to cap is expert, yep. and then when the raids drop, you can do your weekly raids and then expert. <laughs> and it's like, yep. so it's like it slowly kind of builds up. But yeah, they, I think they they definitely need more options because like right now the way it works is once the expansion comes out, they're just going to dump everything into the old stuff, and that's only going to give you poetics. So yeah. I did think they closed with an interesting question that I've never really seen asked, and I'm glad it was asked. And to shorten the question, it was basically players in South America that may want to play Final Fantasy XIV past the you know the critically acclaimed 60 levels of free trial. Um, the subscription cost isn't adjusted for local exchange rates, and it becomes kind of prohibitive. Like just getting consoles down there is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. even things like this, like a $15 sub here, okay, it's $15. It's not $15 when you, you do all the taxes and conversions and everything down there in Latin America or in South America. And so they asked, if the, are there considerations for kind of regionalizing the subscription costs? And I, I kind of guessed the answer to this one before I read it. Uh, and I was pretty pretty correct. It was like, we can't really do that. Like he, he, he kind of backs off and says, I can't give you a definitive answer right now. Uh, but I have a feeling the answer is going to be no, Tark, uh, even if yeah. it was investigated, because there's so much that goes into that. Like, if they do it for this, then what is the argument for Square Enix not doing it for the next physical release of X or the next digital release of Y or the next Z product that has a sub? You know, it, Square Enix might not want to do it as a whole. Maybe they're willing to do it for Final Fantasy XIV because they think the return on investment would be there, but then you have no argument going forward for not doing it. So it opens up, I think, a bigger can than they really want to open right now. Yeah, you open up a Pandora's box for, well, you did it for this. Why can't you do it for, you know, you did it for X. Why can't you do it for Y? Um, and then it's not just one region. Then you have to talk about all regions. Yep. Um, you did it for South America. Why aren't you doing it for Australia, who also has... A higher exchange rate so it's they really can't do it it would be nice if they could but that's just too much for them to handle not to mention all the legal issues that they talk about in the article as well so if you, if you haven't been watching lately and I, I don't know you know maybe not being a wow fan you don't you don't really consume bellular uh bell bell bellular content uh but a lot of uh higher audience um World of Warcraft streamers lately have been dabbling or checking out Final Fantasy, right? And Bellular has been checking it out too, and, and some of the team from the, the channel. They've been having multiple videos about it. Today he put up a video uh, that I thought was uh, as well done as you can do on this particular topic. Uh, and I don't know if either of you saw it. It's not in the show notes here. I'm using it to segue into our next interview because it's kind of right on message with his video. And it was basically like, hey, Blizzard needs to be more cognizant of its competition. You can't keep ignoring your competition anymore. Um, 
Blizzard of the past used to jump on their competition, right? Like as soon as Overwatch basically destroyed Battle Right. <laughs> I mean, just basically annihilated it by jumping on its release date and you know, all of that stuff. Uh, and in expansions past, you know, World of Warcraft has done the same. And so he kind of put forth the argument that with Blizzard's changes over the years, it they are destined to be overtaken now by uh, Final Fantasy XIV because they've stopped watching their competition. There's also sites out there that already report through a lot of estimation, disclaimer, a lot of estimation, that Final Fantasy's player base and numbers and active player base is higher than WoW. It already has been uh, taken. We knew this a month ago. I purposely didn't bring it to this show because there is a lot of estimation in those numbers, but I don't mm -hmm. disbelieve that they directionally are accurate. I just maybe question the numbers themselves. Yeah, and to be fair in those uh, those things, those reports, they're also separating well classic and yeah. retail well. So. Yeah, they do break them apart. Um, on the flip side... If you look at Yoshi P, Square Enix, and Final Fantasy fourteen, um, by the way, there's room for both, so please stop those stupid arguments. Uh, yeah, I, I play. I could tell you there's room for both. Um, on the flip side, Yoshi P and the team at Square Enix behind Final Fantasy fourteen have basically taken the other way, uh, and much to its success with this very, very flattering headline for World of Warcraft from a PC Games interview, Yoshi P quoted as saying, without World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV's recovery wouldn't have been possible. Uh, we talked a little bit about that specific question on Snowbound, our Tuesday uh, show for Blizzard and, and World of Warcraft. There's a couple other things in this interview that, that I do want to talk about on this show, but... I don't think there's any argument there, uh, Tarkov. As a Final Fantasy XI player for so many years, when fourteen was announced, all I wanted was, hey, give me World of Warcraft systems in a yeah. Final Fantasy skin. Like, that is what I wanted when it version one came out. And it obviously wasn't that <laughs> when it came oh, out. Oh, God, no, it wasn't. But... That was like, that was my mentality. Dude, I can't wait. I love Final Fantasy XI. I'm still playing it, but I would love to see newer systems, newer World of Warcraft-like systems in a Final Fantasy skin. Uh, so I 100% can see this being the, the mentality of how this system gets saved. To, to read his full quote, if there was no World of Warcraft, which is a game we look to as a great mentor of sorts and respect deeply, Final Fantasy XIV's strong recovery wouldn't have been possible. The original Final Fantasy XIV was a failure of unprecedented proportions, and I was entrusted with the duty of salvaging it. When taking the lead to relaunch a failed project, I don't think you can afford to have the type of game you'd like to create in mind as your motivation. But I was playing World of Warcraft and used that as a form of study. I deployed what I learned through the various teams, and together we used that in development. We really didn't have the luxury of bringing our own likes and dislikes. The main thing was that I wanted the game to be more story-driven MMORPG. There was a strong influence from Final Fantasy XI behind this, but with this being a Final Fantasy game, a strong story was naturally a must. 
That decision wasn't due to my personal taste, but because of the title's standing in the Final Fantasy series. I don't think you get a better compliment if you're Blizzard or World of Warcraft than that. Uh, I, I fully agree. They had to do something. They they ha- they were saving the game. They had to use references. They had to find stuff that was working from other sources because what they put out was an utter garbage train wreck. Um, getting from one place to where you want to go and take 10 minutes in one zone was just awful. They had to, to make changes. Uh, and WoW was the king of the hill. So I, I'm i with you. I wanted uh, 14 to be Blizzard in a Final Fantasy skin. What came out with 1.0 was just awful. So it, it's a tremendous compliment that they took from Blizzard um, the best that they could and made it into what we know today. In typical Yoshi P fashion, though, Kronos, he doesn't stop there, right? The compliments keep coming to other things. (laughs) He's asked the question, MMORPGs today look very different to classics like Age of Ultima and EverQuest. Looking at Final Fantasy XIV as well as your competitors, how has the MMO genre had to adapt and innovate to capture changing player interest and attitudes? And I won't, I won't give you this entire answer, but I think it starts off with a very, very awesome quote. I think the only, this is from Yoshi P, I think the only MMORPGs that could be considered equal to Ultima Online would probably be Lineage and EVE Online. But it's my personal opinion that there hasn't been a role-playing experience that's surpassed the original UO. Though these works have a special place within the MMORPG genre, and there's still demand for them even now. But that demand is by no means great enough to support a large-scale MMORPG project because they'd need a lot of role-play skill to play effectively. If we could prepare a profitable business model, I'd love to take on the challenge of developing such a game. Interesting thought there. Mm. He's entitled to his opinion. I guess, uh, <laughs> even if I don't necessarily agree with it, I, I think he just is very nostalgic for the game. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, every we all have games like that that are like that to us. Um, but like that model, like he's saying, for like I think what he's trying to allude to is like that model doesn't really work nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, yeah. It just it wouldn't function. It wouldn't make enough money. It's there's a reason things are the way they are in current MMOs. So he's just very complimentary. Just extremely yeah. complimentary. He even compliments one of my near and dear favorite arts, you know, EverQuest calling yeah. that a masterpiece too. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I like that he talks about here too that he has a team that it's just their job to play other MMORPGs and report back to him things that they are doing in-game that may be good for the Square Enix team to keep in their mind uh, going forward. What are players liking about X, Y, and Z games? What are they not liking? And let's avoid those pitfalls or mix things in. These are all things that Blizzard of old did, right? Yeah. I mean, we used to joke about it on on Game Breaker and, and on other channels where it was like you'd see a Guild Wars 2 feature and you'd be like, yeah, that's, that's going to be in World of Warcraft in three months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just because so people love it so much, right? Uh, they don't really do that anymore, and, and maybe it's to their detriment. But I don't think uh, Bellular is wrong, Kronos, saying, hey, you know what? I love you. You're doing some things wrong right now, and I think you really need to start keeping an eye on your competition because you're falling. You're falling behind. 
I mean, yeah, that's something you should always do, right? Like, yeah, I, I I make a lot of analogies to like when I play a lot of fighting games, and it's like that's what I do in fighting games. If like there's people better than me, or like with a character that I'm playing or something like that, I'm definitely gonna watch their matches. Yep. I'm definitely gonna see what they're doing and then implement what they're doing into what I'm doing. Um, so it's like it should be something that you just do. I, I don't I don't see it's why you kind of like do just that. being in business. Like no matter yeah, what yeah, your yeah. business is, you need to be aware. Uh, of what they're doing like maybe it doesn't help you know maybe something else is going wrong but you should be aware yoshi p talking to the playstation blog the big takeaway from this is the only reason you have ba uh bunny boys there tarkov is because mm -hmm. the artists made it their personal project in the limited spare time that they had so you can thank yes. the Square Enix artists for Final Fantasy XIV getting Bunny Boys. Uh, yes, uh, they are very dedica dedicated to this game. Um, they fit it somewhere in that 36-hour schedule per day that they have. So uh, right. kudos to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, HR is calling right now. <laughs> HR is calling. Um, but the dedication, they're showing it. There was not supposed to be any sort of accessories for the head or eyeglasses. They took the time to do that. They took their time to make the male Viera. They're going to do female Rothgar. They love this game. I love them. Big happy family, big hugs. Kumbaya. Yeah, and uh, Yoshi P. Kronos was just going to sit on it. He was, yeah. he was yeah. like, he was like he was no, adamant. I'm, I'm done. So I've seen I've seen from like some community members a little bit of pushback here, and I kind of agree with them so I, I just want to throw this out there like uh when the ultimate thing came out and they were talking about people using their spare time to like put extra time into the ultimate and like yoshi p was like no we're not doing that and then like a lot of now that granted it's two different departments yeah i was right? gonna say you are you, that, the only problem i had with the argument on that one that i saw was that this is entirely two different yeah business it, entities just, and departments i think he might want to come out and be a little bit more clear on yeah. what he means by downtime because I think there's going to be people that take it the wrong way where because like you know if if, it, if he truly means like downtime and it's like within their work week and they're like spending that extra time that like that they would basically be doing almost nothing to do this no one's gonna like even well, and, and that's, that an eye. that's kind of what i inferred from the wording though because his Me wording too. is however there was a significant amount of people around the world asking for male Vieira and female rothgar which was expected of course but i was going to follow through with my stance of not adding any more playable races yeah. At the same time, our graphics staff on the development team, so a very specific team, the graphics team on development, wanted to explore all options to see what they could do to figure out a way to somehow realize this request from the players. They spent over half a year using what free time they had in between their normal work on the patches yeah. to consider ways to add another playable race. And, and from there, they determined, hey, we could probably do one in and walker launch and then the other one later yeah and that's how i took it too um and that's i think that's like from what you just said i think that's pretty clear i just i think a lot of people are misinterpreting it um yeah and it, and it feels bad when you're on the other side of the fence and when you see a lot of other people you're you're also like running into the issue too where like male viera as much as i like maybe not like it as much because i really like ultimate like ultimates are my thing right i love yeah. having ultimates but like that's gonna appease way more people yeah than an ultimate uh, yeah. it's just true it's just a mm -hmm. fact um, so, but, you know, I, I understand where the other people are coming from too, but I, I just, I hope he like maybe comes out and just kind of states that like 
very clearly. I, I think it's pretty clear in this article, though. <laughs> Jason, but, uh, it's just Jason says, good thing Ubisoft doesn't make the game. They'd say men are too hard to animate. Remember when <laughs> there was no female character uh, or the, the female, you couldn't be a female in one of the Assassin's games initially? <laughs> that was, females are really hard to animate. They're really hard to animate. I, I think the the big takeaway is you got to really realize that there's, you know, you're, you have your eight hour, 10 hour, whatever their work week, uh, work day is. And now you're taking some extra time, maybe an hour or two of your own personal time. You're off the clock and you want to do this for the community, um, for your company. And then there's, okay, we need to spend extra time. We want to have overtime and, and, and put some extra time into ultimates. So there are two very different things. Well, that, so I would yeah, argue. I, I, I didn't get the impression. Though, I didn't get the impression though that this was any like off the clock yeah. work. I, that's, I got that's what the I'm too. maybe. Yeah. I got the impression that this was more like the graphics design going into a patch. When their graphic design is done, their workload starts to slow down until the next okay. patch's initial yeah. development is queued up and sent to the graphics design to start development for. That's what I looked like. The natural ebb and flow of that department in those ebbs is where I envision them yeah. working on this not because not in like extra time or anything like yeah. that because the way you put it tark honestly to me both those things are overtime like yeah. like i know you put it two different ways but both of those yeah. are after hours work um and 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 that's the reason why he shut down the ultimate so if that is true like then there's going to be like some friction there but if it's like what mike's saying which is the way that i interpret it also i don't think there's an issue i just think that i hope he comes out because i think there is a small part of the community, the raid community, that's still upset. Oh, 100%. Maybe, maybe not, yeah. right? Like, at this point, you know, it's kind of blown over a little bit, but there's still people out there that are upset. I just, I would like them to, like, ease their pain, I guess, <laughs> like, more. Because I think they're upset. They're like, well, you got time for male bunnies, but you don't have time to make my ultimate raid, you know, like, that right. kind of thing. And, and uh, this is not this is where I was thinking it was more like the Ishikawa thing where, you know, she's done for the day. But she's still got things in her head that she wants to put down, and so she's doing it I mean, on her own I mean, own maybe. Time. I'm not saying I have, like, inside oh. knowledge. I'm just saying that's not the way I read it. I read it as, you sure. know, in their downtime between patches type deal. Um, and that could be the way it, it's, it's going. The gamer reports... They're all working from home. <laughs> yeah, talking to Yoshi P that, uh, hey, he just thinks 5G, that's, you know, that's pretty much the end of it, you know. Forget it. Home consoles, they're dead. They're dead. 5G cloud gaming, that's going to be the, the next wave. And uh, it's going to pull people away from console gaming. I mean, this is after the Stadia basically failed, but, you know, I don't... Maybe it'll get better? I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with him. Like, yeah. I get what he was talking about here, that 5G and cloud gaming and being able to stream gaming can take things more mobile, and you still won't necessarily leave Final Fantasy fourteen but you might play it on something more mobile and that's going to be the future. No longer sitting down, waiting for a console to boot, things like that. I just don't, I just don't see it. I I'm an early adopter for all of this stuff. I have my stadia right up there. And yeah, I, I still, nope, nope. Let me just boot up the PS five. You know, <laughs> let me just boot up yeah. the PC, you know, but yeah. apparently Yoshi, Yoshi P thinks, uh, Hey, yes, we're enjoying a lot of growth right now. COVID has certainly helped that. However, I think this is still where we're going to go in the future. And I just think you know, we have tried this so many times, Kronos, and it just keeps... Oh, now it's going to be... Oh, no. not Nope, not yet. Few more years. Few more years. Four, few more years. Infrastructure is the huge problem, particularly in the United yep. States. 
It doesn't matter how cool Stadia or Amazon Luna is or whatever. Infrastructure becomes the main problem at a certain point. Yeah, I mean, and then also like what you're talking about, just like beating out, like, uh, let me go up the street and get a PS5 really quick. How's that going to work out for me? It's not. uh, They're they're nowhere. Um, So like, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's dying down anytime soon. Uh, I think, I think it's going to be a little bit before that's people get comfortable with that stuff. Uh, like for me, like the stadio, like when I came out, I was like, which is kind of what he's comparing it to. It's just, I don't know. I, I run into the issue where like, I don't trust latency when it comes to a lot of stuff like that, which is another whole thing, which is, which, which also comes back to what you're talking about with like infrastructure. Like all that stuff has to be in place so that everything runs properly. And I, I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> I just don't. Um, so I, I need to see more stuff. I, I'm, I'm glad he's like looking toward the future and thinking about that stuff, but I need to see a lot more of that stuff before I believe what he's saying here, to be honest. I agree. I agree. Last interview uh, with Yoshi P. This one from Gamer Escape. Uh, again, we hit the mail Viera. We hit the world or the data center travel and um, the world visits and, you know, how one led to the other. We hit the usual notes here. But I did save this one for a very particular reason because I thought something that we talked about when we did the live reactions, Tark, with Happy yes. and, and Sly that we were like, whoa, I can't believe they just did this this way. This mm-hmm. is crazy. We're doing, you know, because we even said it on stream. Oh, yeah, don't worry, guys. You know, probably in a week or two, there'll be emails going out, giving everybody notice, uh, just like they've done in the past. And that wasn't the case. We were sitting there <laughs> doing the stream, we're trying right. to pre-order our damn collector sets. So, we were live. Right. <laughs> like, I gotta get it. Right. Yeah, so Gamer Escape did ask, with previous expansion releases, players often got a heads up for when they could pre-order the Collector's Edition. Was there a reason that didn't happen this time around, and are there plans to make more physical Collector's Editions for those players that weren't able to secure a pre-order? Yoshi P says, First, I want to apologize that we were unable to keep up with the large demand for the Collector's Edition. We had initially planned for our fan festivals to be physical events, but as each one was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic and having to pivot to one single digital event, it led to this misstep. With the FanFest 2021 now one single event, we were heavily focused on the promotional aspects of the event, trying to make a big splash with major Endwalker news and also announcing the beginning pre-orders for the title while all of our fans were tuned in. Looking back on it, that goal was the impetus for pre-orders starting so suddenly, and it was a big learning point for us. I do want to note, we have continued to carefully consider the quantity of our physical collector's editions based on the quantities and sales from previous expansions. However, the recent influx of players greatly surpassed our expectations which resulted in a shortage of supply over the great demand for collector's editions. Unfortunately, it takes a very long time to produce all the different merchandise items and figures for the CE, and we tried to readjust the allocation globally, but every region was at their capacity, and we were unable to add any more stock. We hope that you can understand, and again, I would like to give my sincerest apologies for this. So if you are on the waiting lists for these don't hold your breath don't hold your breath looks like there's not going to be much of a stock coming in in after this and i thought it was i'm amazed that he didn't get this question somewhere else yet 
Um, I'm amazed that it is weeks after they have sold out, Tark, that we finally get this type of answer. There's nothing in that answer that doesn't inherently make sense to me. Um, yeah. I don't think it's, you know, PR speak. I think he's being legit. You know, we tried to do some mapping out of numbers. We thought we were going to have enough. We even budgeted for a surplus of people coming in from COVID and everything. But we didn't budget high enough for how many people we thought were going to go after the expensive CEs and... Yeah, we tried to make this one big event. Hey, boom, it's here. We're announcing it, and you can get it today. And that was a mistake. I don't know. I think it could have been maybe a mistake on the other end. If uh, this last year has not taught us anything, is that scalpers will scalp anything that's got a potential to make them some money. So putting it out suddenly eliminates that scalper potential, in my opinion. Uh, I'm glad I got one. But yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth on this. I'm not sure how I feel about it totally. I'm glad I got one. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, <laughs> I am too. I am too. Kronos, what do you think? They were never going to be able to make enough, right? That's kind of no. my opinion. I mean, they're definitely like they're... going to sell out because they're not going to overproduce. Right, right. But they were and, done and... within 12 minutes. And like yeah, Tark brings up a good point. Like if you time it, right, if you do a time drop, which is what every known demand company tries to do now, scalpers are going to eat you alive. Like, you can try all you want. There's always going to be smart people on both sides, and they're going to get it. Um, so, like, dropping it suddenly, pr honestly, probably gives the community more of a chance, <laughs> as, yeah. as weird as it sounds. Um, I think that's actually really true, what he's saying. Um, so, I mean, it, it was going to sell out regardless, right? Oh, like, no doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt. So... So I think the people that are kind of upset that they didn't get it, I mean, I feel bad for you, but like there was always going to be people that weren't going to get it. Like, it's just, I, it sucks. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I'm still, I still trying to get a PS5, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, if you're on the waiting like, list, I mean, condolences, it doesn't sound like there's, there's much yeah. coming in after that. I will say this on this like same topic though, in one of these interviews too, and I highly suggest checking all of them out. Uh, I've given their sources as we go. The He does talk about advertising the game and how they actually pulled back and scaled back advertising during COVID. Uh, while they yeah. were enjoying this player increase, you would think, let's put out a new commercial, you know? Uh, and mm -hmm. he actually talks about how purposely they scaled back because they thought, you know what? We're getting new people to check out the game there's no reason for us to look like we're trying to capitalize on a pandemic where people are sick, people are dying. Um, just tr tremendous interviews all the way around. Uh, and I kind of thought about that. I was like, you know what? I am now seeing more of the free trial advertisement now than I did when the free trial was actually announced and for the months after that, you know, and that's Google would be throwing it at me the number of times I type in FFXIV on this damn computer, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see it. Mad yeah, respect. Also, you got the community, right? You, you either die in ARR or you live long enough to uh, advertise the free trial. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you flip good. it, though. You flip it, though. If, <laughs> if they had an expansion during that year, they would be still having to promote it. So maybe they lucked out in their promotions um, because they didn't have an expansion to push out. Maybe. Unlike another game. In other uh, Square Enix news, 
We now have uh, previews up for Neo, The World Ends With You. I know this is one that, uh, Kronos, you've been looking forward to. We have Rebecca Valentine's preview from IGN scrolling below. It's a great preview talking about how it's a, a, a lovely balance of the old and the new, the puzzles, the combat, the running all over the, the, uh, uh, the map on Shibuya and just exploring and finding rare things. Are you still excited? Is this still a day one pickup for you, uh, Kronos? Where are you? Yeah, yeah, this is still going to be a day one buy for me, for sure. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been wanting to play another uh, one of these games for a while, so yeah, I'm excited to finally play one. There's a lot, a lot of changes uh, that Rebecca talks about too in um, going from two screens to one screen. Uh, that there's quite a bit of revamping now. Tark, I do, I don't remember. Did you ever play the DS one? I own it. It's over there somewhere. But no, I've never actually played it. <laughs> Is it still sealed on your shelf? It might be. It might be. <laughs> I can't even I can't even make fun of you. I still have shit sealed on my shelf too. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's yeah. very, very pretty. I do like the art style. Uh I do like the additional puzzle type stuff that's going in there. I like I uh, Rebecca is somebody that when I watch her stuff for the most part, she seems to be like in line with my interests. So uh, if I have her recommendation, I'm not huge on the franchise, so but I I will I will pick this one up. Uh, also, a big oof, a big oof, gentlemen, a big oof, big oof, a big oof. Feels bad, man. This does Feels feel bad. bad. Like I don't. Ugh. Yuji Naka, Sonic's original mm -hmm. programmer. Not only has he uh, left Square Enix back in April, and we're just really finding out about it now, but uh, is considering retiring. This on the heels of just how poorly Balan Wonder World did. Tweeted yeah. out, I can't talk about the reason now, but I hope I can talk about it when the time comes. This is translated through Google, of course saying that he left Square Enix in April. And at his age, 55, uh, is going to, may retire. That's a bit of a weird sentence, I think. Because I would like to contact the median users, I can't talk about the reason now, but I hope I can talk about it when the time comes. Like, I hope this isn't like a, you know, an illness situation. Uh, I sincerely hope not. Like, I would rather it be Square Enix said, that failed so hard, you gotta go, than an illness situation. But it is sad to see, like it or not, whether whatever you thought of Balan Wonderworld, Yuji Naka is a legend, Kronos. Uh, Nights into Dreams and, and Sonic, and I mean, there, there's no doubt video game Hall of Fame material. Balan Wonderworld not going with him. To get no. to get there certainly isn't going with him to get there, and fifty five that is young, that is young. Man, if I can retire fifty five, I will. Though, not gonna lie, <laughs> if he if he can do it, do it, man. But yeah, like you know, he's definitely in the Hall of Fame, man. Sometimes you know your career, your last couple years isn't is the best. Yeah, let's remember that retired. Michael Jordan came back after uh, yeah, he, a break. He with had the those Bulls. years on the Wizards. Yeah, he played we, on the Wizards. Those, those that exists. Yeah, you know, we don't talk about uh, those. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, he'll still go down as a legend. It's unfortunate, like the whole situation. And, and it might, like, for me, I think if it's an illness thing, I feel like he'd be allowed to talk about it. It sounds more like an NDA type thing to me. I think so. Like too. maybe it's something with Square. Uh, it's unfortunate, but man, more power to him if he could retire at age 55 and just, you know, most people are going to forget about Battle and Wonder World. They're just going to talk about, like, Sonic and Knights. So it'll be fine. Oh, Square is making sure you're going to forget about Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> you can't get the demo anymore. Like, you can't. Yeah, Brett oh. Favre did have three retirements. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Favre. you can always come back. Yeah, there don't, you go. Don't, don't bring that up. That's, that's, that's It's so sad, wrong. though, because I wanted Balan Wonderworld to be good. Like, the, I thought the art was incredible. I loved that art style. I thought the animations were very, very well done. They were very high quality. Um, then the game itself was just, ugh. ugh. The gameplay was just very stale. Yeah. I mean, when you're a little platformer and the jump is floaty, yeah, you're in trouble right off the bat. You're in trouble right off the bat. All right, so we speculated last week, gentlemen, about uh, some E3 stuff when it came to Square. We got a little taste of exactly what they're planning to do. Now, they did say in that announcement, you know, this isn't everything. We do have some oohs and ahs moments. And we talked about, you know, are we going to see Final Fantasy 16? We're probably, I can't imagine a world we don't see something about Forspoken with that just six or seven months away now. Uh, will we, we're, we're probably going to see Endwalker, but, you know, uh, we know about a new Final Fantasy with Team Ninja. Like, will we see that? Final Fantasy Origins. We talked about that on last week's show. If you want our opinions, go ahead and check this out. Uh, check that out. But we got conflicting rumors from leakers here that generally both have pretty good track records when it comes to this type of stuff. According to Reset Era leaker Navtra, Final Fantasy will be present at E3 whether it's during Square Enix's presser or elsewhere. However, a verified leaker on the forum, Sass Liquid, noted that fans shouldn't expect any big Final Fantasy news. Now, big news is, of course, subjective, so, you know, I don't know, a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer might be big news to you, but with no information besides a trailer, maybe it's not big news to somebody else. So which of these two leakers do you think is closer to the truth, Tarkoth? Do we get big Final Fantasy news, or do we not get any big Final Fantasy news? Oh, I want to say that there is going to be Final Fantasy news, but it's going to be not so big. Um, maybe just some trailers. I would really like some more information on Forspoken, but that's not Final Fantasy news. Right, yeah, I think you're um, definitely getting Forspoken. It's too close to release not to. With the leak of Origins, I would like to see that, but I, I really want more 16. I want a, I want a release date. Ah, yeah, I don't I, think I don't you're know getting if we're a release gonna get that, date. <laughs> I don't think you get that. Would Either be that big or news. something on that would be big something news. on Seven Remake. Yeah, that Seven would Remake be big news. news would be nice. Yeah, I hope. Oh God, Medic, I hope you're wrong. That it's not like, yeah, here's Final Fantasy news. Here's where our mobile titles are doing. Chronos, <laughs> what do you think? Which which leak is closer to the truth i mean so to me like if if we get new trailers for those games that's big news to me i i i'm kind of feeding into like the origins rumor and if we get a new game even if it's like a spin-off title that's still kind of big news to me so i'm gonna side more with the first one i think we are gonna get something uh semi-relevant like i'd be shocked if we don't get a 16 trailer that's new maybe like some some of the old footage but like new footage too yeah kind of like what they do with the initial teaser trailer of 14 and then the full trailer yep. for 14 type deal yep. 
Yeah, it's been what nine months since the initial trailer came out. How does it been that long? Something like that. I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, we need something new. I mean, uh, I don't think we're gonna get any remake part two news as much as I'd like to see it. I don't think we are. Uh, But I'm I'm kind of feeding it. I keep hearing a lot about the origins thing. So I do too. I'm hoping that that rumor is true. And if that's true, I mean, a new side game that's big enough news to me. I'm done at that point. I'm done at that Sign point. Me that that yeah. signs me up for big news. That's a winner. Yeah, it crosses yeah, the big news. news threshold for me. A DQ12 reveal makes sense, though, right? Like, if you watch the way they revealed previous games, you get, like, the hero reveal trailer, and then you get the trailer for the game. Like, we should see a hero reveal, right? All we have I right now for something. Dragon Quest Twelve is the logo. Yeah, we yeah. have a logo. But, you know, we also just have a logo for, like, Metroid Prime, right? That's going on, like, what, three years now? <laughs> um, oh, God, but... Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they're ready. Uh, something tells me they're not. I feel like they would have shown something a little more at that big Dragon Quest thing, right? Since they were celebrating it. So, I mean, I would probably side with we're not going to see much more uh, of it. But maybe this? we do. How about this counter argument, Devil's Advocate? Though they purposely trimmed the big Dragon Quest Twelve title from the thirtieth and fifth anniversary because they were going into E three and not intending true. to reveal a lot of Final Fantasy news. Could be true. Oh, okay, there you go. I want to see something in this, in the form of. You just put that tinfoil hat on right style? now for you. Yeah, right there. Right there. Uh, give me some art style. Give me something uh, so I can get a feel for it. Um, a theme of what the game, what I'm supposed to be expecting, because logo looks pretty dark and. Yeah, and we do content. have confirmation that it's going to be darker and more adult, but we've also heard that on other things and <laughs> whatever. Uh, also expected, uh, new from last week, Avengers expansion news. We, yes, we know they're going to talk about that. We know Outriders is out as far as expansion talk. That kind of just makes sense, right? We we talked about even Outriders publicly saying on Twitter, we're not even thinking about an expansion right now. And and frankly, they, just should, came out. they shouldn't be. <laughs> you should be patching. Be. Um, here's a nifty, weird piece. Square uh, Enix renamed... The Final Fantasy mobile games. So the, with the mobile releases of uh, some of the older Final Fantasies, 4 and 6 and whatnot, they have relabeled those. Instead of just being Final Fantasy whatever, they are now Final Fantasy whatever 3D remake. Clearing ways for maybe the original 2Ds to come online uh, and get them mobily? What do you What do you think, Kronos? Maybe? I... I don't think so. I think they might, we might be reading too much into this one. Because, I mean, pe- people have referred to those as 3D remakes for a long time. I, I don't know why they just decided to do it now, so maybe there's something there. Uh, but if you want to give me, like, a port of the PSP versions of those games, I'll take those. Because the Final yeah. Fantasy, like, 4 PSP is, like, still one of the best versions of that game. And the only way to play it is on the PSP. So, you want to put that on mobile, I'll take it. Think it's paving. Is it paving the way for new po- uh, products, Tarkov? Or, or is this just... Hey, the colloquialism has been used for so long. Let's put it there officially so you can find it when searching. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Um, I would love to see, you know, we talked about, I would love to see 6 remade, you know, 2D, 3D, HD remake, like Dragon Quest 3. Well, that that's make a that different happen. beast. I, I don't think that's... Yeah, make that happen. That's a totally different but beast. You just it, went it off the rails, just, man. That's not, even, that. that's not even the topic. So... <laughs> I want it. Give it to me. <laughs> he just went I'm, nuts. I'm just glad they're using that engine, I guess. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think it might be just to differentiate so you, you know what you're getting 
so if you're getting Final Fantasy IV, um, right, but you getting... don't have to differentiate to anything. That's the only product that's available. That's why the speculation is maybe there will be the original 2D versions coming so that you have this 3D remake differentiator between two products called Final Fantasy IV. Yes, exactly. I concur. So you think they are going to release something like the I original so. 2D version? I hope so. I hope so. All right. How do you feel it. about Final Fantasy VI done in like an Octopath Traveler type engine? <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know if we've I ever thought about that very much. Yeah, I don't know um, if we've ever heard your opinion on this. <laughs> it it sounds like a good idea. I, I've never heard that brought up before, but um, <laughs> HD remake, that, we remaster. Let's get on that. Three D HD remake. I don't know. Yeah. You think about it for a while and you let us know. Okay. You let us know. Uh, maybe next week I'll bring yeah. it up. And we'll nobody, see. nobody check Tark's Twitter. No, don't look at that. You know, just because he's never mentioned this before, ever, not once. <laughs> uh, speaking of the mobile front, though, if you want to, uh, or if you were lucky enough, um, some people have been in the closed beta testing for the uh, first Final Fantasy, the first Soldier. This is the free-to-play mobile battle royale. Um, yeah. Uh, credit where due this is from Android Police uh, author Matthew Schultz uh, and it's just kind of like yeah it's fun Um, it is PUBG with a Final Fantasy skin Um, except there's you know AI enemies around the map as well so some footage showing some footage and credit this is Matthew's footage uh, 20 minutes of gameplay I probably made it through not 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 to say anything about Matthew and his footage or anything it's very high quality and all that but I probably made it through 5 minutes Kronos before I was like yeah I'm done I'm done <laughs> he, he was pretty positive about it it wasn't like he was bashing it or anything or saying oh it's just PUBG in a skin he was like it's PUBG and all the good and bad that goes with that it looks fine it plays fine here's some unique little features about it too but to me, it's just yeah. I uh, I just I'm gonna try it because it has the Final Fantasy name, but I do not intend to have this be something that is installed on my phone very long. Yeah, more power to you. I watched zero minutes of this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I you just were prepping not, uh, for a show that you knew we were gonna talk about it. I mean, I was already my answers were prepared for this shows ago. <laughs> like I, I just I, I I don't care about this game. It's just like. I mean, it has the Final Fantasy in the title, which is great, but it's just who asked for this? I don't understand. I, I maybe I'm, I'm just confused. I'm Square still confused did. About... Project. Yeah, it's, Square it's did. They were like, so, "Hey, like... let's let's put something Final Fantasy VII together that'll make a little more money." And that's yeah, because it's like you. Yeah, you were talking about people lucky enough to get to the beta. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm not in the beta. I'm, I'm <laughs> totally cool with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, more power to people that enjoy playing it. It's just not going to be for me. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really not going to follow this one like at all, really. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it on here more than this, and to I'll probably answer, give you the same answers then. To answer so. Jason's question, uh, he asks, worst Battle Royale IP, Final Fantasy or Vampire the Masquerade? That's because on MMO Bomb today, we covered uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt announced at the Summer Game Fest, a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale. Uh, that, however, is for PC. That uh, is not mobile. Uh, I mean, maybe it'll have crossplay at some point, but it's a PC title uh, at the moment. Uh, so, which is the worst battle royale IP, Tarkoth? Final Fantasy 
or Vampire the Masquerade. Both franchises I absolutely love. I have my new additions back here for the Masquerade. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Vampire. I actually kind of enjoyed Final Fantasy First Soldier. You kinda. played? Did you play? Yep. Yep. I got in five matches, won three of them. Uh, I feel like a pro. Oh, so, my God. Uh, and you liked it. Yeah. But you it said was okay. you, you said you had a gripe okay. with the application thing. It, the controls are real janky. Um, I, I, getting to aim twin stick on your phone it doesn't feel all good. I I like Ma a controller. Matthew's review said or preview, I guess, said the same thing that the controls need yeah. a little bit of work. And controls need a little bit of work. Um, I've had enemies disappear on me that I was attacking. I've been running around and it's an auto. Uh, attack with your gun so if you happen to have an enemy that you're just having to walk by and it's putting your crosshairs you automatically automatically start shooting you're like what the hell am i shooting at what? Uh, the wait 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 that, that sounds terrible what? that sounds terrible I, I, it is pretty bad it sucks like what, why, that is, why am i using my ammo that is stealth mechanics taken to the max like <laughs> oh no you you see an opponent no you're not hiding you're just fucking opening fire <laughs> Yeah, like it doesn't. You, you put someone in your crosshairs when if you have a gun equipped, you're shooting. Like, it's the, like well, does okay, it do I, it even if they're out of range of that particular weapon? I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I so, didn't test that. I mean, small um, favors, I guess, at this point. <laughs> we I are like this close from it being an autoplay <laughs> battle royale. <laughs> it's to simulate turn based. Dude. Right. So you're supposed to feel like you're in a Final Fantasy game. That is terrible. <laughs> that can't be. No, they they. Seriously, auto fire, and maybe that's a setting. Maybe that's a setting that I, I didn't dive too much into the settings. I wanted to oh, kind of get in, God. see how it felt. That sounds so maybe it's horrible. a setting. It is. It is kind of bad. Um, and yet, what you I still did like... pick that Vampire the Masquerade is the worst <laughs> of the two battle uh, royale IPs. Well, clearly, you see my bias for Final Fantasy. There we go. I guess. Uh, I did like the spells and how they all had kind of their own use. Blizzard was like a turret. Um, Arrow had a nice knock-up and, and dazed your opponent. Uh, and then uh, Gravity Demi was like a root. You know, you held someone in place. So they had some cool variations on what you can expect from spells. But it was okay. Um, it needs a lot of work, though. It needs a lot of love. It ain't going to get it. Oh, Like, okay. if you think remotely they're going to put any real development time into this anymore. <laughs> like, I just, I don't have any hope for this project. None. I will check it out. I'm not checking it out in beta. Uh, I will wait until launch. That way, when I'm critical of it, it's because they put it out. I will play it on Blue. Final Fantasy out. is the worst of the two. For <laughs> I would rather play a Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale. What about you, Kronos? Can I pick neither? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, just, you can just say that they're both the worst. <laughs> I'll just go neither. Yeah, Battle Royales just aren't my jam. Really, like I just, oh, they're not mine yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, last up, Integrade launch has happened. Remember, if you are a Final Fantasy VII remake owner on the PlayStation 4, you can do the upgrade to this for the PlayStation 5 at no cost, so you can take advantage of the graphical improvements and stuff. But remember, the Yuffie additional stuff, will you still have to buy that separately as an individual DLC package. For those of you that never bought Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, then I can't really think of a better pack for you to buy, particularly if you're on the PlayStation 5, than getting this one and coming with the Yuffie stuff as, as a brand new purchase. 
Uh, I, of course, will be upgrading to the PlayStation 5. I don't think I'm going to buy the Yuffie DLC, at least not yet. I, I, I don't feel, Kronos, I kind of feel like you do, that it's going to be so long until Remake Part 2 that I'll catch this DLC on sale uh, down, down the road. I'm not really in a hurry to grab this one. Uh, it is kind of annoying, though, that you have to have both of these things installed for the save file transfer. That's kind of annoying and is a lot of memory uh, to, if you're doing this on, on one system. That's annoying to do that cloud save, uh, uploading from one and downloading into the other. But I, I will get the, play, the, the integrate upgrade for the PlayStation 5, but I'm not doing the Eufy. Where are you on this one, Tark? Uh, I was going to download it as soon as I was done here. Um, no, I mean, on now the, you're making the, me feel bad. No, I mean on the Eufy <laughs> purchase. Like I said, I was going to download it after we were done here, but now you're making me feel bad. Why? Why like am I, I making you feel bad? Off. Just because I'm going to wait like for a hold sale. Off. I'm oh just... my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'll wait. Jeez. You don't have to wait. I don't care what the hell you do. I'm just in no hurry to do it. I got plenty of time and I'm, I got I fantasy star online too. New Genesis it. just came out. I'm still, I know I was going to, I'm still doing all kinds of shit night. in like nine other games. This can just wait till it's on sale for me. Don't feel bad, man. You do whatever you want. You do you boo. Go ahead I and am. buy it. I am. Buy it. I'm just making you feel bad. I'm not feeling bad. Fuck you. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Kronos, I'm downloading as soon as we're done. Kronos, here. how bad do you feel right now? I I don't I, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on much by not having a PS5 for this game. I've already spoiled myself. I've already watched what happens because I, I know it's going to be a while before I get Aww. to play it. Um, so it's yeah, I mean, game. so the the DLC itself seems to be about like three to four hours long. It's not super long, uh, which is basically what I expected. Uh, but you do get some new stuff, and the game looks prettier. Uh, and it is a very good game. Yeah. So, like, you know, worst case, you're just getting an upgraded version of a game that's very, very good. Um, which I, I would like to play, but I'm not going to go spend $1,000 on a PlayStation 5, you know. I'm going to wait and try to get more closer to MSRP. Sounds good. Uh, let's slide over and uh, do Love It or Leave It. gonna get a little contentious today folks i think i think uh love it or leave it this is our final segment of the show every week this is where i pick something square enix related whether that be an individual game a whole series of games a press release an event whatever the hell i want it could be a feature in a game uh from square enix's portfolio and we round the panel here deciding whether you love it you want more of it or you can do without it so just leave it now we mentioned the mobile 3d remakes those tend to be a little bit contentious, depending on who you talk to, particularly one over the other. They're not all created equal. And then when they've ported them back into Steam, the contention gets even a little higher on some of those products. So gentlemen, starting with you, Kronos, the mobile 3D ports of older Square Enix games in general, not one specifically, because again, some are better than others, just the way they have gone about it as a whole. Love it or leave it. So, like, I think all those issues you brought up are valid. Uh, but I'm going to go with love it. I, I enjoyed playing, like, 3 and 4, um, those those 3D remakes, a lot when they first came out. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten to play Final Fantasy 3 here if it wasn't for that uh, back then. So, like, just, just on that alone, I'm going to go with love it. Like, I, I still enjoy playing both those titles the way they are. Um, but I also like playing the original 2Ds, too. I, I just, like all those games so 
more of all of them is just a good thing for me. So I, I'm going to go with love it. Tarkov? I'm going to go with leave it. I think the remakes take away from some of the charm of the 2D versions. Um, I just I could not get into Final Fantasy IV, my most beloved Final Fantasy, um, with the 3D remake. It, it, it wasn't the same. Um, I appreciate that 3 came over uh, in the way it did. I got to play it and finish it. Um, I would have liked to have played it in its original state. So I'm going to leave it and... Uh, so, you heard it here first. Tark does not want Final Fantasy VI to be remade in any way. No way. No engine. <laughs> I'm actually going to agree with Tark, uh, with Tark this week. Uh, I'm going to leave it as well. For, and yes, a little bit of it is the same thing that Tark said about the nostalgia side of it. Like, I know what Final Fantasy VI looks like. I know what Final Fantasy IV looks like. It don't look like that. Uh, a little bit of it is that, but more for me is just the execution. I, I thought was was all over the place. Like, uh, and for me, it's not a big deal because I can whip out my PSP, I can whip out my PlayStation One compilation discs, and if I want to, I can whip out the cartridges and put it in my you know Retron and and go or hell break out the the Super Nintendo or the NES itself and and hook it up there. Uh, so I still have the capability to do those. I do appreciate them being maybe a little more modernized for an audience that maybe is younger than I and wouldn't give a game that looked like that if it came across their Steam page a chance. Uh, and the 3D maybe sold a few more people, brought some more people into the fold. I can certainly appreciate that. But for me, I think I'm going to leave it. So let us know what you think in the comments below. Love it or leave it, the 3D remakes for older Square Enix titles. Chat, make sure you don't go anywhere after the show because we will not be shutting the channel down. We'll, in fact, be going into a stream with Miss Faye Death. How are you, Faye? I'm well. How about you guys? We're just getting the party started. I know, I know. We're just kicking the evening off. What are we doing tonight? What are we streaming? Uh, we are back with the uh, three murder tiers, and we, we've got some primevals to take down in Diablo 3 again. Oh, I thought you were doing... Yeah, we're I, so close. Did I have a I was thinking about it, but we got so close to the next, like, big thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, Aren't you going to do, wanna... like, Overwatch or totally Apex was. or something this week? I don't remember yeah, what it was. It, it was going to be something different, switch <laughs> it up a little bit. But then we got so close that even I'm like, I want to know what happens next. So we kind of... <laughs> kind of changed your minds by the end of the stream. So, That's yeah, more fine. More now. power to you. Diablo 3 coming live. Faye, hang tight. We'll turn it over to you in just a moment. Chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on uh, the Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio. Remember, subscribe, follow, do all those things. Faye will be live about 20 seconds after we go dark from this show so we can reset the stream stuff and you chat. You can hang out with uh, her and Tarkoth and Yod our resident artist here. And we'll be back, of course, with this show next Thursday, but don't miss Snowbound on Tuesdays and Gaming Gumbo on Saturdays. This Saturday, we'll start kicking off the E3 coverage uh, for the first day and then wrap it up the following week. So a lot to do over the next seven days here. We hope you'll join us for all of that. We'll see you next Thursday. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, same as always on Twitter. I'm trying to get it. Now, now I got to get to 160. It's the next goal. <laughs> 
Uh, and he's not talking Twitter mount. followers. He's talking yeah. mounts, people. <laughs> I'll, I'll, always mounts. I only measure in mounts when I when I give you know when I go to the Seven Eleven. I pay in mounts. You know, it's I don't only bother with dollars. Right. Um, How much is this jerky? Two mounts. <laughs> Two mounts. <laughs> but, but I actually I might fire up my stream tomorrow uh, for Guilty Gear. We'll see though. I haven't really decided Ooh. yet, but uh, I might be playing some Guilty Gear tomorrow. Nice, Tarkov. Uh, at the Twitters. Doing the tweets on at Tarkov Gaming, uh, Twitch.tv, Tarkov Gaming, and also here on Ready Check Radio, Saturday and Sunday nights. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and come join us live sometime we're doing a show. We'd love to have you and all your friends. Hell, bring your mom. She's welcome, too. We can all hang out and talk games. Until next week, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. <laughs>